Welcome to 28 and Searching. I'm your host, Samantha, and today I have Damien Trasler on with me. Hi, Damien. Thanks for coming on my show. You're welcome, Samantha. Thanks for asking me. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you currently living? How old are you? How many years have you been in your industry? That sort of thing. So I'm 45. Uh, we live just outside Vancouver in Canada. Um, we I moved out here with my family just over eight years ago from the UK. Okay. Um, with no plan. It was a great idea. <laughs> um, at the time, I was full-time looking after my three daughters. My wife had just finished 16 years in the Air Force. So um, I was, I'd been out of the regular employment market for about 10 years. Um, and then re- relatively recently, I've got a job with the Burnaby Library, Public Library. Oh, very cool. Okay. So what exactly is your job title and what does it mean you do? Most recently, I've moved to work with the Home Library and Accessible Services, but it probably would be better if I talked about the work I was doing with the library prior to that, where I was a circulation clerk. Sure. um, Because that's what people are familiar with. That's the, the guy or the lady on the other side of the desk. When you go to check out your books, they're the ones who actually, you know, take your details, check your card and give you the books. But we also, you know, we check in the books, we take uh, requests to find books for people. Um, Basically, a lot of the backroom work, preparing new books for going out, repairing damaged books, tracking down lost books, getting books in from other libraries for people. So it's circulation is a fun job to do because it's it's working with people but also um it tends to be a very busy and active job with lots of different aspects yeah because it sounds like it's basically the people that keep the libraries running on the ground floor that's right yeah okay super cool okay and so what is how did you kind of get into this job how did you how did you fall into that well growing up with with the little kids, the libraries were a bit of a lifeline because you can get DVDs or books or, you know, the, the kind of stuff that you don't want to fill your house with, yeah, but the absolutely. kids want every week. So I realized quite early on as a full-time parent that working in the library would be a good gig for me because I, 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 I love books. I'm in and out of libraries all the time. It looked like a really nice place to work. So when we came out to Canada and we realized to get a mortgage, I'd need to go out and get a job as well. Um, I applied, but the, the way the libraries work right here is that they take in a bunch of applications and wait until they need a bunch of positions. Then they review and send out invitations to interview. Mm-hmm. So I'd actually kind of given up. Um, I ended up, I got a job with, with Home Depot working as a greeter, and I worked there for a while. Sure. Um, and then out of the blue, the library called me and said, are you still interested in, in working in the library? And I was like, <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> you know, I've been stood here all day saying hello to people and I'm ready to do something different. But actually that experience helped because although there's not a great deal of difference between people in the UK and people in Canada, I did have to learn to be more Canadian about how people interact. British people are still very reserved compared to North Americans. So yeah. <laughs> having to stand on a door for two years saying, hello, how can I help you? Welcome to Home Depot. That was that was a big introduction to 
I can actually ask people how their day is and I can, you know, I can say, hey, I see you've got that book. Did you know the author has written a different series or and that was great. So the, the library called me for interview and I was able to say I've got customer service experience. And although I've been out of the workplace for, for 10 years raising my children, I've been spending a lot of that time in and out of libraries. I know a lot about children's books right now. I'm a writer myself, so I'm very interested in these types of books. And it was the the actual qualifications for a circulation job, uh, a circulation clerk, were just grade 12 graduation, which I have the, the UK equivalent. Oh, um, wow, okay. So they're much more interested in how you are as a person. And a lot of the people I was working with had taken jobs out of high school as pages. You can, from, I think, with 15 or 16, you can get a job with the library as a page, which is basically reshelving books. Mm -hmm. But it's good because it gets you into the circulation office. You get to see what goes on behind the scenes. Um, you get to know the library, you get to know the books, and you get to know the patrons. And lots of people who, there was a lady I knew who'd been in the library for 27 years, and she'd started as a page. And she'd pretty much done all the jobs, you know, upstairs and downstairs. <laughs> she yeah, worked. she worked her way up. Yeah, so so the the key thing for me was that they they didn't need a great deal of qualifications, which you know I don't have a university degree, um, but there's kind of a strict demarcation between everyone assumes I'm a librarian because I work in a library, but that's a very different thing. Um, for that, you do need a, a librarian's degree, um, but you can get to quite a high level in the library without. The degree and of course when you're working in the library then it's a good time to talk to the librarians and say hey I'm interested in being a librarian how do you go about that so that's yeah, really so interesting because in in the states that's one of the things I was going to point out because in the states a lot of times when you're working in a library most of our libraries require um, you to have a master's and it's kind of crazy that you have to go that route so does um, up in Canada do they help you if that's the route you want to go to become a librarian? I don't know I know some of the people I've spoken to have said that, that working in a library was a required part of their course to be a librarian so one of my fellow circulation clerks was currently working his way through his degree um but at the time same time you know he's doing three shifts a week just taking books in and, and handing books out to people and not doing any of the advanced stuff you'd expect from a librarian he didn't man the reference desk he wasn't you know asking the answering the esoteric questions he was just doing circulation like i was sure uh, but so i know within the within the library we do have because we're city workers we do get access to a number of training courses and the librarians, I think it's it's part of their nature. You know, if you ask them, how, how do I go about this? They will bend over backwards to help you. So it's the right place to be asking those questions. Yeah, that's that's super cool. I mean, that pathway is um, it's a difficult one. So it's kind of oh, yeah. it's kind of neat that you got into it, um, especially with the the almost giving up on it. <laughs> yeah, it does it, take a while. <laughs> it was good because it. I'd love to say it was a, a determined plan that I formed, but but really it was kind of okay. I'm I'm applying, I'm applying, I'm applying. Okay, I've given up, and it, it it dropped into my lap, which was, which was good. But you know, I've I've got friends there who, who have you know they they just either they went in as pages or they saw 
the the job came up on the city website and we're like yeah i i'll go for that and and the nice thing is there's no there's no cutoff so you can apply and it's not the right time and you can apply again and it won't be they won't say i'm sorry we've already got your application please stop applying you just send it in and make sure that you're you're in the latest wave so that when they do gather the the resumes in they they've got you there on the top of the pile it's yeah yeah absolutely so would you say that being a page is a good starting point for people who want to become librarians or who want to work within the library systems to work in the library system i think it helps because there's I suspect every library system has a slightly different language. Um, so it took me a long while to get the hang of, I thought I knew book genres for a start, you know, and, and I thought I knew my way around the library. And then I'd been there for about six months and somebody said, well, that's up in reference. And I thought, I've never been into reference. It's, it's never been a part of the library because obviously bringing up the kids, I was grabbing books and DVDs for them from the children's section. Mm -hmm. And for me, I go to science fiction and mystery and I'm, yeah, I'm done. Um, so in my library, we're, we're the, the largest of the Burnaby libraries. There's four branches. We're the largest branch. So I went up to the second floor just to have a look around. And it's huge. It's huge with <laughs> all these reference books for absolutely everything. And then I discovered that actually we have a storage area, which is the same size as the reference area, Oh wow! which the public don't get to go into. But any time I wanted, I could go out the back and have a look around there. <laughs> sure. There's, there's all, the, um, all the user manuals for computer systems that are now completely obsolete, but we've still got them just in case. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's great. So it's, it is worth starting as a page because the pressure is very low. You know, you you're there, the, the work isn't tricky. Um, our pages are allowed to listen to music with one earbud, for example, um, so that they're aware if patrons are around them with questions. But you're basically reshelving. So you get to learn your, your way around the library, where everything's kept, and, and what the language is. You know, So when they're talking about teen paperbacks, you know the difference between a teen paperback and teen fiction, because teen fiction is catalogued and teen paperbacks aren't. And that took me a while to catch on to. It just means that um, catalogued books can be looked up on the computer and teen paperbacks, you just have to go to the spinners and open oh, the spinners. It's, that's those things that go round and round with books in them. But I it's did still not... things you got to learn. All you got to learn all those little quirks. That's right, because the guys have been there more than a year will start saying these things to you. <laughs> and they'll be, when you say, I'm sorry, what's a spinner? They'll look at you like, uh, I, I have no way to explain that because it's just something I know. So yeah, starting early is good, but the nice thing for me was finding out that coming into it where we were four years ago, five years ago, so I was 40, sure. and I could, I could walk into the job, and they gave me a three-day training course, most of which was about the computer system, because obviously, you know, you, you register people for their library cards, you have to keep track of the books that they've got out, people can come in and say, I'm sorry, this is my son's card, um, what books does he have out at the moment? I don't know. And you you have to be able to retrieve that information for them. So mm -hmm. excuse me a second. Okay. Sorry about that. So, okay. so yeah, I, I would advise if you can get in as a page, that's a great way to start because it eases you into the whole environment. Um, but if you're interested, go along to your local library and talk to there's usually a librarian on the info desk um, 
and they're a great person to just say, I'm, I'm interested in working at the library, what are the options? And they'll probably direct you to their library website, which will have a, a section on it. But, but because they're librarians, if you ask them, they will give you more information than you need. It's just a wonderful <laughs> thing. It's just, that's just who they are. That's right. They, they, they can't answer a question with just a simple, yes, here you go. They'll, they'll tell you everything. Yeah. Okay. And so what, what personality traits do you think are going to work best working within a library? Well, the, the, for the circulation area, it really is its customer service. Um, the nice thing about a library is that 90% of the time people are there because they want to be there. Um, mm -hmm. They have, have chosen to come in. For example, our area, um, we're not a million miles from Vancouver Airport. We get a lot of new arrivals coming in. They're looking for English as second language courses. They're looking for local area information. They're looking for citizenship. We, we carry copies of the citizenship test information booklet. Mm -hmm. We carry uh, about six different translations of the Learn to Drive manual. So there's a lot of people coming looking for the, the stuff they need for everyday life. Um, and there are people who come in who want to use the computers to compose resumes or print out emails. Um, they're looking for jobs. They're looking for workshops. So you need to be able to handle a great number of inquiries because a lot of people will go to your desk when the information desk isn't manned. They'll, they'll turn up at circulation and want to know the answers to these questions. So you need to be the kind of person who is willing to patiently wait while somebody stumbles through their you know, first few days of English to try and get their message across to you and you need to know enough about the library you're working in to be able to say sure we can help you with that go to the reference desk on the second floor and ask the librarian but it'll be in this area that you want to go look so yeah it does help if you're the kind of person who's patient because the other 10% of the people they may want to be there initially but they've something's gone wrong with their day they may not be able to find the thing they want they may have been stuck there because their kids wanted to go there. <laughs> and you will meet, you know, it's like retail. You will meet the people who are having a bad day and you are just the person in their way. Sure. The person who's discovered that their child has run up $15 worth of fines that they didn't know. And oh, no. <laughs> it's, it's very awkward. So, yeah, it's, it is a customer, customer service role. Um, so it's, patience and understanding and the ability to smile when you want to throttle someone that's a big, <laughs> big plus yeah. okay and so what what do you think is what's the one part of your personality that you think works best with this position i like to think that i am patient with people um <laughs> my one my my happiest story is a guy who came in and it was clear from the moment he stepped up to the desk that he was having a lousy day and it happened to coincide with the day when my my day was good it was a good day and uh he was furious and something had gone wrong and he was ready to have a real fight about it and i was able to say well let's have a look at this and we 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 looked at the the problem that he had and i said well as a circulation clerk, I am able to waive up to $5 of your fees, and that brings you below the minimum 
borrowing rate. So we can just make this $5 go away and you can borrow books again and you can get the book that you need for, you need it for an exam or something the next day. Mm-hmm. So okay. he, yeah, we, we solved his problem because I was able to just, you know, see past the, the angry person. Not take and it personally. Came, That's right. Yeah. It was, it wasn't me he was angry at. So I was able to keep smiling and, and just do what I could. And the next day he came back in and he said, I'm really sorry. I work in retail myself and I've had I've had people like me on the other end of my counter. And he said it was just a rubbish day and I was taking out on you and you didn't let me get away with it. It was brilliant. So it was nice of him to come back and let me know that we'd done the right thing. Yeah, but, absolutely. But yeah, that's been that's been the one personality trait that that I've clung to is, you know, believing that other people are just just getting through their day any way they can and it's worth your while just smiling and helping them if you can. And if not, don't take it personally because it's, it's probably not you. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and what? so on the flip side of that, what do you think is if a personality trait that if somebody has, they should stay away from um, be a, being a circulation clerk? If you... If you need to have your personal space, if you need things to be organized just so, um, then it's not the place for you. You know, it, the yeah. the desk where I worked was, um, there were usually four of us out in front with the public um, and people would come and go. So you don't get to have your little space. You don't get to arrange things the way you want them. And people will just, you know, they've got a stack of books that they're checking out and somebody calls them away, they're just going to dump them down there and you have to deal with it. So it, it's not one of those jobs where it's okay, you get a pile of Form F43s and you just work your way through until five o'clock and then you put your in-tray and your out-tray and put everything in your drawer and go home. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm in the middle of three registrations and someone's come to the desk and the phone is ringing and uh, there's only me. It's So, yeah, it's, it's good if you want a challenge. It's good if you want a job you can really get engaged in, but it's not good if you like to know beforehand how your day is going to go because every day is different. Sure. And what what would you say is the one personality trait that you have that you struggle with that you either had to change or you had to kind of conform the job to work for you? My problem is always my memory. So I, I have certain things that, that stick um, – and the aspect of the job that I love was talking about the books with patrons, which is great. Um, you know, somebody would come in and say, who's that guy? He wrote that book about the spaceship. And I'd say, oh, it's John Scalzi. He did this, he did this. And then that was fine. But someone <laughs> would say, hi, I've lost a book. What do I do now? And I'd think, I did this yesterday. I had to ask, <laughs> what, what do we do? We have to fill out this receipt. We have to, oh, and I need, oh, I need this and I've got to get this. So for my first two years, there were certain things that would come around maybe once a quarter and I would have to go and get the same senior clerk and I'd say, I'm really sorry. I know you showed me this three months ago, but I haven't done it since and I can't remember the order of the things. And, you know, it was it was a very small part of the job, but that, that was my problem was that the things I didn't do very often, I took forever to get them ingrained in my brain. So Sure. Yeah. Okay, so that may, that, I mean, that's a little bit of, that's an absolute struggle. I can relate to that. <laughs> I'm not very good at my memory, so I, I, get, I get that. Yeah. 
So let's talk a little bit about your, you said that you moved up. So there is a ladder, right? That you can kind of, if you are a clerk, you can do other things, right? You can sure, change yeah. jobs. Well, let's talk a little bit about that. So the, the fun thing about circulation is that it's, it's very busy. And in, in my library system, if you're a circulation clerk, you're a clerk too, which is a, a I, I've never met a clerk one. I don't know what they do if they exist. <laughs> but you, you start as a clerk too, and that means you know you're you're trained to operate the till for book sales and for paying fees, and you do check in and check out and stuff. Um, but you'd be part time probably as a circulation clerk. Mm-hmm. Um, the hours are good and the pay is good, so it, being part time wasn't an issue for me. Um, but there are also the full-time clerk twos who tend to work out the back, and they're the guys who do the book repair, they do ordering new books, they do getting books brought in from the other libraries. Um, and when I'd been at the library for about two and a half to three years, my boss, who is a clerk three and runs the circulation section, mm-hmm. she started getting me trained to do some of the jobs out the back. Um as well, which was was nice. It was kind of the, the implication is that when a full time job came up, I could apply for it because I would have the training to do the job. But in the meantime, I can cover sick leave and I can cover days off sure. by stepping into a full time position for a day or two. So that was fun. That was that was the first indication of upward mobility, which was really nice. Um, so there's the full time clerk twos. There's the clerk threes who do supervision there's one clerk three who's in charge of all the pages for example and he arranges their schedule and makes sure everybody's there he also has other duties out the back and i never did his job so i don't know what they are but um there's a fair amount of paperwork for for clerk threes sure um but what i did so that's the, if you like that's the public level that's all downstairs yeah. um uh, and my branch we have admin is all up on the third floor because the second floor is reference. So the third floor is where all the admin takes place. Um, and we have the home library and accessible services up there, which is a, a service. We have a truck and we go out and visit the housebound and uh, people who aren't able to get out to the library or who have visual difficulties or people who live in care homes or assisted living. And we have them all entered into the computer we have a list of their likes and dislikes and how many books or audio cds or dvds they prefer to receive and we we visit each person once a month so you kind of get a month's worth of books or dvds or audio cds um and we travel around delivering or packing for them each day um so that's where i am now um, the main difference there is that that's a nine to five job, which was very strange because circulation clerk is a is a rolling shift pattern. Mm-hmm. So I was doing evenings and weekends. Um, and then I I had the opportunity to go and work for home library. And I said at the time, one of the big draws was I'd never been on the third floor. I had no reason <laughs> to go up there. So it's nice to go and see because that's where that's where the chief librarian works that's where the acquisitions, so the people who make the big purchasing decisions for, you know, which books are we going to get in? Mm-hmm. Um, and when the new books arrive, they get laminated up there and the all the uh, registration for each new book is done up there. There's a lot of mysterious offices that I haven't had a chance to poke around in because I've only been upstairs for, I think it's four months today. 
Oh wow! Okay. So, so that's it's nice because I did I did four years down in circulation and and that was great. That was the public face of the library, and this is a whole new side of it. Um, I'm a little bit alarmed because the guys I'm working with, one's been there 20 years and the other one's been there 10 years. I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm, I'm just here for a look around, really. I'm going to be here a couple of years and then <laughs> I'll, I'll go on. But but that's the big question about is is where I go next. But sure. we've just got a new boss in at Home Library. He's in charge of the outreach as well, which is sort of going to public events, going to schools, that kind of thing with the mini pop-up libraries. Um so, of course, when you get a new boss, everybody looks at the way we're doing everything and says, OK, well, do we do we need to do that? Should we do something different? So it's a really good time to be there because they're they're looking at the way everything is done and saying, OK, what do we need to do differently? Sure. That so, opens opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. And the the um, the chief librarian herself has only been there a year um, and she came from a different library system and she's recently come back from a big library conference, which is at the moment, almost every library conference you hear about is focusing. What is the future of the library? Because yeah. of course, everyone <laughs> assumes libraries are just books and, you know, books are Stone Age, man. But um, yeah, so we're looking at, you know, there's maker spaces being opened in libraries where you have you can come and spend time on a 3D printer. Um, Vancouver oh, wow. Labs are piloting a um, musical instrument section of their library where you can you can take out a, a saxophone for a month if you like and, you know, to save you the cost of rental. There's, That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so we're we're taking suggestions at the moment. We're looking at ways the library can continue to evolve and what it is we do for the community. Because, of course, the fun thing is you can count circulation. How many times do books go out? How many DVDs are people borrowing? But if you look at that because of streaming, for example, the DVD circulation is falling. The trouble is, it's not falling because people don't need it. The people who need it are the seniors and the people who are less quick to take on new technology. Yeah. Of course, there's no blockbusters anymore. So if the library stops stocking DVDs, there's going to be a whole section of the population who just won't have access to any kind of entertainment like that. Um, so we have to find a way to to show the people in charge of the money, look, we have a bigger effect than just the things that we lend out. Um, it's more than numbers. That's right. You can't necessarily measure how many people have come in and learned English as a second language or, you know, have got their job interview because they had the, the book on the, the resume or they came to the workshop that we did. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of the big bosses' work is is finding out how to show people what it is we do and how to do more of it and do it better. So, I think the library is going to be an interesting place to work for the next decade because oh. it's going to be a very busy time. Yeah, very evolving, very <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Change. <laughs> yeah. So, what would you say some of the drawbacks are to this career choice? <sighs> For me, it's because I only have one backpack to carry home all the books that I borrow all the time. <laughs> you see all these wonderful things coming in. A lot of the time with um, circulation, it used to drive me nuts that I wouldn't realize a new book was out until somebody was taking it out in front of me. Oh, and, no. Oh, I've been waiting six months for that. And now you've got it. So, <laughs> yeah, enjoy it. Read it quickly. Bring it back. Um, it, it is difficult to think of the drawbacks because... 
over the years, I've done some dreadful jobs. I, I've worked in very, very tedious, soul-destroying jobs. Um, sure. And this is so nice by comparison. Um, the bad days in circulation were when people were were grumpy or angry or when we had a patron come in who was, was drunk or out of control, which happens from time to time. The, the, I guess you could say that the, the downside of the library is that it is a warm, dry space that is open all year round. Yeah. So quite often during the winter months you get people coming in there just to get in and out of the cold, which is which is fine, but we don't have any social services affiliation. This is what I think the libraries need is uh, yeah. we need people on hand who can help um, people who are in trouble because the the library staff aren't equipped to do that. We can give out information, but that's not really enough. So, um, yeah, that's, that's a little bit of the downside is it, depending on where your library is, you can see a very interesting slice of your local life. Um, yeah. And what, so what would be, what would be your worst day so far? Um, my own worst day was, was very mild. We had, we just had guys in who were looking to start trouble. Uh, a mm. couple of guys who were shouting and, and argumentative and angry. And we have, we don't have security in the library. We have, um, they're uniformed guys, but they are simply there to act as witnesses after the event. They are kind of qualified to tell the police what happened. They, they're they not there to intervene. Okay. So if they go over and say, would you mind leaving the library and the person doesn't want to, you have to call the police and you have to call the non-emergency number because it's not an emergency. And so it gets the priority depending on what else is going on during the day. So you get that very uncomfortable 20 minutes where these guys are arguing and fighting and the librarians, I mean, this is, it's hilarious. Some of the librarians are, I don't want to say elderly. They are rich in years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they are, they are not muscular people. They are educated women. Um, the majority of our librarians are female and, they, they will quite fearlessly stand up to these people and say, this is not the way to behave in a library. And it is. It's like being lectured by your grandmother. It's, <laughs> it's great. But, but you know, I'm, I'm stood there, six foot two Englishman, thinking I should I should do something. But <laughs> quite frankly, I'm scared of the librarian as well. So that was my worst date. But... Uh, a co-worker of mine who is, uh, she's our first aider. She'd just come back from a first aid course. They actually had someone overdose and then die in the bathroom. Oh, no. Which, yeah. Um, I don't know if you know, the, the moment the, the fentanyl problem is very bad here in BC. And, yeah, uh, we're in Seattle, so we're just down, I'm just down below you. Right, yeah. And so it's pretty bad here, too. <laughs> yeah, so we had somebody and... Uh, and unfortunately, the city policy is that the, we uh, we're not allowed to hold the naloxone that would work as a, a counter agent um, because we're not allowed to administer. Even the first aiders aren't allowed to administer any kind of medicine. Yeah. So unfortunately, this poor woman was there. Uh, somebody found this individual in the washrooms. And of course, she was in quite a state there. And then they brought him out and she had to, to work on him to try and revive him. And that was very, very stressful and traumatic for her. She had to take some time oh, off. Yeah. 
That that sounds. I mean, yeah. So that. It, yeah, it's so unfortunate. Yeah. It is, and and that's what I'm I'm saying here is that is that the library is naturally a refuge for all kinds of people, and and it should be. You know, you should be able to because the the whole point of of having this access to information is that you know people who want to improve their situation still have access to computers they can they can get an email address they can apply for jobs they can look for housing they can do all that stuff through the library and they should be able to but it does mean that you know the people who are further down the ladder you know might have is- issues there as well so yeah absolutely that, yeah so that's that's as bad as it gets i think that's probably the worst part but Okay. So let's do the flip side. What what are the benefits of this career choice? Um, well, again, you know, I have a knapsack full of books every day. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the curse and the and the um, fix, right? Yeah, it's it's like I always think to myself, well, it, it could be worse. I could work in a bookstore and then I'd be broke. And yeah, <laughs> but but it is lovely because you you meet people every day who love books and stories you can talk about i mean provided there isn't a great lineup you can talk to these people there was one lady um and again like i said i have to overcome my englishness at times but one lovely lady turned up and she had a stack of dvds and on the top was the kira knightley pride and prejudice oh yeah (laughs) and as i was scanning it through i said okay i'm gonna have to tell you uh this is okay but if you really want to watch Pride and Prejudice, you need the BBC miniseries. It's it's over there on that shelf. <laughs> and she went and got it and she took them both home. She came back the next week and she said, OK, what now? And I was like, oh, here we go. OK, so Emma, you need Emma. Get the Gwyneth Paltrow one because that's quite good. And Sense <laughs> and Sensibility, but you want the one with uh, with Emma Thompson because that, that's my question. And yeah, and this lady and I, for the next sort of six months or so, Every time she came in, she would show me the DVDs that she just had, and we'd we'd have a discussion about. And, and she got the idea that I was entirely about costume drama, and I was like, "No, no, these are just the ones that my wife loves." And you know, we we form very definite opinions in my house about who does a good Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> so, yeah, you get to you get to meet the strangest people and 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 have conversations that you would never have ordinarily. There's another guy who who talks exclusively about science fiction. And we have great discussions because I like space opera, but he likes the space opera that, you know, you put two books on top of each other and then you can climb on top of them and, you know, get vertigo because they're the big, thick books. And I'm like, well, no, I don't have time for that kind of yeah. space opera. So, yeah, it's it's fun. You meet some some lovely people and the the people who work there come from all walks of life. So, yeah, I mean. The, it's a good the, array. Yeah, yeah, the the friends you make working there, again, you, you likely wouldn't meet them anywhere else, but it feels like you have things in common just from, from working there. So it's it's pretty easy to find common ground, right? Because everybody uses pop culture or books or stories or music or movies to... Absolutely, yeah, and the, and the gaps in between. Um, so a great friend of mine, Julius, is from the Philippines, and... And what's great is that he has two, three now young children whose kids are about eight years behind mine. So we started talking because he saw my girls come in and talk to me and he was like, oh, right. So tell me when when my kids get to this age, what what should I be doing? <laughs> um, and we got talking about that. But, you know, he's 
he's still halfway through a medical degree. He was a, a dental assistant out in the Philippines and he's training to be a dentist out here in Canada. So, you know, qualifications wise, he's way ahead of me. And quite often I talk to him about his, his university stuff and you, you, you have the common ground and then where you, where you gain is the, the spaces in between. It's, it's lovely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So what would you say you love most about what you do? The, the fact that I have never once gone into work thinking I've only got to get through to eight o'clock or, you know, I had a, I had a job for a while where every time I got out of my car, I was thinking $65. If I just, <laughs> if I just get to the end of the day, that's another $65 and, and, and that's good. And I've never once thought of this job that way. I've never dreaded going in and the 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 enthusiasm for for the the stuff that we can do there so we have all around circulation there is a, a big shelf with a, a glass wall in front um nobody knows what it was originally for but now they use it for display and coming up for may the 4th i think in my second year i said look i i built star wars helmets as a hobby would anybody mind if I did a Star Wars Day display? That's and cool. The, libra the librarian said, go for it. So I, I displayed, I think, three helmets that year with little signs saying it's Star Wars Day. And it's become an annual event. And now we have competitions bringing in all the Star Wars stuff we can. And my helmets are completely lost amid <laughs> T-shirts, Lego and books. And it's, Yeah. But it is that thing, you, you just, you have an idea and you, you ask and nine times out of 10, they're, they're right alongside it. So it's, it's a great place to work because everybody seems to enjoy working there. It's, yeah. Yeah, no Debbie Downers. And that's right. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And like so, I said, 90% of the people using the library are happy about it too. And the other 10% just can't make a dent. Yeah. 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 The, the good outweighs the bad. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. So what was the moment or what made you fall in love with the career? What was a specific moment where you were like, okay, I think this, I think I'm sticking with this. I think it was on the, the second training day. Um, Cause I'd, I'd been in for a couple of interviews and I was, I was very nervous. And then the, the training day actually took place at one of the, the smaller branches, which was a much newer building. Um, and that was that was quite intimidating because the first day it was all about the computers and it was a lot to remember and I was getting very nervous. And the second day they took us for a tour of the, the main branch, which is where I work now. And it's a it's a huge, huge building with a huge atrium. But we walked across the atrium and, and in through a door that said staff only. And I thought, oh, yes, this is great. And we walked through the corridors and we went up the stairs out the back and up onto the, the third floor and, and through the admin department. And it was just this feeling of like, I am seeing parts of the library that other people don't even know about. And, you know, <laughs> this is where I will get to be. I can walk through that staff only door anytime I like. And, yeah, I've just never lost the excitement of. Of, I don't just come to the library, I work in the library. It, it feels like a treat. <laughs> it's yeah. Absolutely, yeah, it just, 
yeah, it feels like a treat that I can I can go in there and go through the staff only door. And when I was in circulation, the um, the commute to work is only twenty minutes on a good day, okay. but on a bad day it can be forty five. So I would always leave an hour before I was due to start work, which means that most of the time I'm getting to work with half an hour, uh, 20 minutes to spare. Um, and that was the most magical time of all. It was just 20 minutes before the place opens. Um, the reference staff on the second floor would do, I'm going to assume it was Zumba because I never actually got to see what they were doing, but they would play <laughs> Latin music in the empty library would echo throughout the library and there would always be whoops and laughs so i think they were doing a warm-up routine before they started their day and i'd be just downstairs in fiction and just cruising the stacks looking for new books looking for things that i've been meaning to pick up and never got around to but yeah the whole library felt like it was just just for me that's pretty awesome and, uh, yeah it really is yeah it never gets old yeah, I bet there are a lot of book nerds who would love that because I know that I love, like, the library has always seemed to me like the holy grail of jobs, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. No, it, it's never been disappointing. I think we should do, my, my daughter volunteers at the aquarium, and I think we should do, they do sleepovers. Oh, um, yeah. At the aquarium. I think we should do sleepovers at the library. I think we'd get a lot of people. That <laughs> like, would be amazing. Yeah. So any uh, any more expansion plans in your career? Anything you're looking to move up in or anything you're kind of looking into? Well, I was I was really excited. So we had we had a big exercise. The whole library got together, the whole staff, which is really unusual. And we had a big discussion day where we broke up into groups and said, you know, what's good about the library? What's bad? What do we want to change? The new boss is very proactive. Um, and part of that was coming together in departments for individual meetings and she said one of the things she wants to do is change home library from where it is on the third floor to to downstairs and make it a more publicly accessible area um, but she said at the time she's thinking as well we should take on the digital literacy which um, so now we're doing downloadable ebooks we're doing downloadable audiobooks as well as part of the library collection but of course it's difficult for the senior population to get to grips with, okay, I've got an Android phone, but how do I get the audio books on there? How do I get the eBooks on there? Yeah. And it's currently being left to the librarians on the info desk. But of course, you, a librarian with a master's degree, it's not really economical to have them poking buttons on somebody's Android phone. You know, they, <laughs> they've, got, they've got other things they can be doing. So the sure. boss is very keen that we take on digital literacy and we become a help center as well as as well as delivering books and and other materials out into the community that we've got somebody on hand to answer some of these technical questions i was thinking that sounds like a lot of fun i could you know i'm a little familiar with your books myself and and i do listen to audio books so i quite like the idea I, I was planning to stick with home libraries for a couple of years and then see where i go next but if if we're going to start a whole new section of the library for digital literacy i think i'd like to i'd like to be there when that happens so yeah i'm hoping in the next year or so that we'll we'll start the move and we'll take on some new responsibilities and just change the shape of things a bit it would be that would be a good thing to do 
Yes, that would be a great program. My mom is always asking me to help her with her phone, and <laughs> I'm not very good at telling people how to do stuff. You know, so, that's right. my, well, my favorite was the boss said to me, so is there anything else that you need? And I said, as I always do when people ask me, I said, well, a PlayStation. And she said, you know, I think that might be worthwhile. I was like, I love this job. <laughs> I can't imagine they'll get us a PlayStation, but it's always worth hoping, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no one can stop you from hoping, right? That's so right. kind of a side question, but it totally came up because um, you're living in Canada. I live in the States. Do you guys use the Dewey Decimal mm -hmm. System? Yes, we do. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure yeah. if that was a cross-the-board thing or if there was, you know, because the U.S. does weird stuff, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's it's international. Um, yeah, but uh, yes, we do. Yeah, and I swear to myself every month that I'm going to learn, you know, but there's there's a few things that stick. I know that writing advice books and poetry is 808. Um, <laughs> I know that, that general health is 613. Um, and I think cookery 41 um, but but yeah it, it's weird part of the job in circulation you uh you take in the books and then you put them on little trucks uh for the pages to to take away but you don't want to just give a page you know a big truck full of i don't know, mixed fiction stuff. so so you have a non-fiction truck and a fiction truck and the non-fiction you have to sort into dewey decimal order so you'd think after three years of doing that i would know <laughs> <laughs> It was not a clue. No, no, not a clue. But yeah, it, it, it's that's the kind of stuff that slips through your mind. I don't that's remember right. anything about the Dewey Decimal System, to be honest. <laughs> so I don't blame you. Yeah, the good news is if you go to the library, it's on a big poster at the front of the reference section. They've got it alphabetized by subject and then the numbers at the side. So uh, yeah, you never need to know. It's always there. Yeah. Perfect. So we've kind of gone through what it means to be a circulation clerk and kind of how you can move and working at the library and what those benefits are. I just have yes. a few more questions for you. Sure, yeah. What did you want to be when you were a kid? I wanted to be a motorcycle stunt rider <laughs> or, or an astronaut. Those were my two choices. Uh, Very opposite of what you currently are. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> less broken bones on both choices, I think. That, but, yeah. I think so, too. That's the <laughs> A motorcycle stunt, That I think we've all wanted to be that at some point. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so what is the best piece of advice you've received about business? Business in general? or uh... Yeah, I mean, it could be about the library or just any business. Just good advice for when you're working on a career. It's it's the tedious the tedious one of of just put your butt in the chair, um, because I spent a lot of time at one point in my life looking for work, but actually what I was doing was looking for ways to avoid looking for work. Yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah, I would sit down at the computer and and look up one job to apply for and spend all day agonizing over the thing, but. That's not how you get it done. You have to sit down and send out the resumes. And 
we're going through this with with my second daughter at the moment. My eldest daughter has a, a part-time job and she's at college. My second daughter is just looking at applying for part-time jobs. And because of the messages in the media and things, they're all kind of like, well, you know, my dreams and aspirations are to get... And I'm like, this is your first job. Your first <laughs> job is not going to be your best job. It's not going to be a great job. It's just going to be a job and you're not even going to have to do it for any great length of time you know but but the first job is the step on the way and and sometimes you just have to put your butt in the chair and do the thing even if the thing is not pleasant and you know you may be surprised by the the job it may be way better than you thought but anyway you slice it it's better to have the job and move on than to you know avoid it and hope the perfect job drops out of nowhere because it so rarely happens yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah apply on everything and, and take what you can get and then move on from a, a position of strength that was it's, it's a horrible horrible hard lesson but uh, but it is true yeah so what would you say your what would be the advice you give to somebody who's looking to work in the library system Make sure you have visited the library that you're applying to. Go have a look round, get a library card, um, and and have a chat with as many of the people working there as you can. Um, they're usually pretty busy, but there will be slack times when you can have a chat about it. The the librarians, or the people on the information desk, there will be an information desk somewhere. They will be able to tell you They'll probably have the application forms there. They'll probably be online as well. But find out about the different areas of the library that you can work in and ask where the jobs are advertised because they'll be on a city website somewhere. Um, I really just wandered into the library and said, you know, can I have a job, please? And they gave me a form to fill in, um, which was good for me because uh, then when I went to the interview, I, I still I, I had no idea that there was this the separation between the clerks and the librarians. I thought everybody was a librarian because mm -hmm. they worked in a library. It took me a little while to, to learn how things really are. <laughs> so uh, if you can learn stuff up front, that really helps. Yeah, <laughs> it's, absolutely. It's really I think that's good advice but, for any job. Yeah, yeah. Learn what you can in advance and then just persistence, you know. Um, and in my case, you know, I, I work for Burnaby Public Library but within a mile, we've got Coquitlam Public Libraries, we've got Port Moody Libraries. So, you know, in I, I don't know what it is like everywhere, but right here, every municipality has their own library system. So, you know, have a look around. If your local library doesn't need anybody, there may be a different library system just a little further afield that's got space for clerks or pages. So, you know, don't assume that just because you live in one city, you can only work for one city library yeah this i did have a friend around. yeah i had a friend who worked for burnaby public library part-time and was also part-time at fraser valley so you know it's for her it made a complete job it was just tricky with shifts but she managed yeah absolutely well awesome well thank you for coming on the show with me you're very welcome it was great fun if you like this episode or you're looking to change your career go to 28andsearching.com or become a patron to get exclusive content sent directly to you. See you next week.